0: Here we go round and round again, another show, another week, and helping us to discuss Braveheart this week is a film lover who is known for her themed monthly movie topics on TikTok. Rachel Hope, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. Very excited. (laughs) Um, Me too. We like to open up every episode by harassing our guests. Uh, and making them answer a series of questions to get to know them a little bit better. Bring it on! <laughs> All right. So our first question is: This is 1995. How old were you uh, if you were alive in 1995? Oh, and do you have any memories of the time?
1: Oh, I, I was very much alive in '95. I didn't. I didn't even intend for that to just rhyme. That was just <laughs> accidental.
0: Hey, nice. <laughs> no, we we can Dr. Uh, Seuss up this whole podcast. It's fine. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm not in a boat, and I will not float. Um, okay, so I was thirteen. I was thirteen in 1995. 1995 was a big year for me. First kiss in 1995. Just oh. saying. Um, seventh grade. Good year. Good year. Yeah. yeah.
0: Any other Any other memories of the time?
1: Oh, um, a lot of movies, obviously. Um. And a lot of I I remember it just being a really great year for fashion, uh, which when I look back, it apparently wasn't a really great year for fashion. But (laughs) at at the time, I I thought it was. So, you know, looking back, looking back.
0: Any 30 years, I'm sure we all see the faux pas <laughs> and what we thought was the height of fashion.
2: <laughs> I,
1: yeah, I, I think there was something about me that thought that I was cool enough to pull off that salt and pepper, Lauren Hill kind of look, you know. And oh, okay. You know, I think when you look at me, you think moderately gangster. Um, <laughs> Obviously. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well
3: think, I think it's a good look. It's coming back.
1: Oh, probably. I, I, I'm, I'm planning on rocking it. Well, just as poorly as I did the first time. So.
0: Everything is everything, and what is meant to be will be. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rolling into our second question. I'll uh take that cue off of many movies. What were some formative films that got you into your film Nerdery?
1: Um, oh, okay. Um my film Nerdery started very young. I think I was I was seven. Um And it was like, it it was such a huge part of my life. Uh, My father had been very sick for a very long time and they'd sort of just realised that this was it. And my dad, uh, to this day, is the person that uh, knew more about films than anybody else I've ever met. And he decided to teach his seven-year-old, right? (laughs) But he did not teach me with films that were seven-year-old appropriate. I was the (laughs) seven-year-old that could give you a reason on why The Godfather was such a great moment in cinema. Hey, We're oh. film kids, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Um, so I, I remember that. I I, I remember that my house, particularly before my father passed, was was very full of film. My mom is a fan of the happy ending, right? She's a mm. fan of the films that, you know, everything works out well. Right. You know, um, but my dad was a film a film lover, um, and I just I remember us spending hours at stores when you could when you could first sort of buy VHS. Um, because it wasn't common, you know, hours in the video store and renting and mm-hmm. and that was so much of my life, so much of my childhood, my adolescence. And so films like The Godfather, I think anything with John Wayne in it was also a really big deal in my household. Mm. Yeah, classic cinema. Um, I remember my dad showing me The Jazz Singer Ooh. and I, you know, and why that was such a great film and he had certain actors and certain films that he really loved and and I sort of continued with that that's awesome and uh really uh you know and then I had older brothers that were very much into star wars and stuff so my my lunch boxes and my memorabilia and all that stuff that came from my brothers uh who were just happy to have one sister that liked star wars so
0: <laughs> <laughs> i wish i wish any of my sisters liked star wars
1: yeah But I think if I had to pick the first film, the first film that I really remember just being absolutely obsessed with, it would be Labyrinth. And uh, to this day, David Bowie, my ride or die, my ultimate crush. (sighs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Very nice. All right. And our final and most important question. Have you seen and what do you think of the 2019 masterpiece that is Cats?
1: Um. You know what? I mean, I I I regret to inform you that I've not watched it. Good for you.
2: Um, <laughs> Which I you. think
1: makes me. I think makes me part of. Uh, pretty much most of the population. I, I feel like. <laughs>
2: most people percentage. haven't seen
1: it.
0: Can I, can <laughs> yeah. I join that population, please? <laughs> no.
1: Oh, you want to take yeah. it back?
2: You have we can no take idea. it back.
0: Look, I've seen cats <laughs> three times, and it is a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've still I, actually
0: yet to see it myself, so.
2: I,
1: I've I've not seen it, but I did like when uh Rebel Wilson was at the BAFTAs, and she commented on the fact that Cats wasn't nominated for any BAFTAs, and she said, you know, it's it's a lot of feline discrimination going on here. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for letting us prod your brain. No yeah, worries. That's awesome. And I believe we're going to do something now. Yeah, let's talk about a movie. Let's talk about a movie. <laughs> Hello, oh, all you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. I'm Zach McCoy.
1: And I'm Rachel Hope.
0: We are your Oscar Grouches. Welcome back to the Oscar Worsley Podcast, the show where we take a look at Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong, and what are we watching this week, Jonathan? Today, we're watching Motherfucker Braveheart! And that is the official title, Motherfucking Braveheart. Right, the story of Mel Gibson spending a lot of money so that he can try out larping. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that's accurate. Yeah, uh, I would agree. I got some. I got some notes on that. But before we do that, does has, is this everybody's first time seeing this movie? No. Uh, Jonathan is vigorously saying yes, but you can't hear him. He's on mute. He's not. He's just shaking his head.
2: (laughs) No for me, also.
0: Also a no for me. Does anybody remember the first time they saw this film? I could tell you almost the address I was at. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot. I was at my friend Peter's house, who, oddly enough, is now married to my ex, which is weird. Um, (laughs) And we were... At his place, he's like, "Have you seen Brave Harry yet?" I'm like, "No." He's like, "It's a long movie, and it's like three hours long." I'm like, "I don't know if I want to watch this." And then he's like, "You're gonna love it." And I sat down and I watched it, and well good, greatest movie ever! Sorry, <laughs> love this movie so much, <laughs> Zach. How about you?
3: Uh, so I don't exactly remember my first time. I remember it being a movie that my mom really liked, uh, but she. I think she only watched it like twice because, you know, she'd break down in tears at the end. She's like, this movie's so hard. I'm not going to watch it again. But, you know, my um, my dad passed a uh, glancing resemblance to Mel Gibson when he was a bit younger. So I think, you know, <sighs> there were some bittersweet feelings there. And then, of course, you know, they, they're both kind of douchebags in a way. But we'll get there.
0: <laughs> Rachel, how about yourself?
1: Um. I remember seeing it at the cinema with my older sister. Mm -hmm. Um, Did I go because she promised M&Ms from the cute guy at the candy bar? Yes, I did. Uh, Did I stay for the monumental thing that was Braveheart? Yes, I did.
0: (laughs) I think I accidentally rented this from my legendary uh, video store that I went to thinking that it was Dragonheart.
1: (laughs) (laughs) An easy mistake to make.
0: Easy, easy mistake. <laughs> no, I'm sure that's not true. It, it it had a little trophy on the case, so I said, "Oh, I'm watching this." <laughs>
2: so
0: that's Great. me. All right. So let's jump into our Oscar breakdown. Break it, it is a Quixotic March twenty fifth, nineteen ninety six. You had that prepared. I did. I I could show you in the <laughs> notes where I wrote it down after I said it in our chat the other Very day. Fancy bird. <laughs> <laughs> I finally came prepared with one. Uh we are back at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion because apparently the Shrine Auditorium wasn't good enough last year. So we're just ping-ponging from place to place like that terrible movie Forrest Gump. <laughs> our, our, host this eve- our host this evening is a returning Whoopi Goldberg. Not not as funny this year. No, not not as uh, uh, memorable. <laughs> Uh, Our most nominated film on the evening is Dragon, I mean Braveheart at 10, and our most awarded film on the evening is Braveheart at 5. So, best picture goes to Braveheart, giving Mel Gibson, Bruce Davy, and Alan Land Jr. Academy Awards for producing. Uh, It is the ninth film in the history of the Academy Awards to win... Best Picture Without an Acting nomination. Mm. It beats out Apollo 13, Babe, Il Postino, The Postman, and Sense and Sensibility.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Our Best Director goes to Mel Gibson for Braveheart. Best Actor goes to Francis Ford Coppola's nephew, Nicolas Cage. Finally! <laughs> for leaving Las Vegas.
1: I, I, I love that man.
0: <laughs> he's so he's so do we. absolutely wonderful. He is uh, a... <laughs> He is a, dare I say, national treasure. (laughs) You did dare. I did dare. You went (laughs) there. Though, according to Rachel, he is an international treasure. Well, there we go.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Our best actress goes to Susan Sarandon for Dead Man Walking. Mm -hmm. Best supporting actor. Okay. Uh, We got to throw up a note right now. Oh, yeah. Just this is uh, apparently the shithead Olympics at the 1995 Oscars, because <sighs> phew, like half of the people nominated this year just have come out in the last 30 years as awful human beings. So yes, we're not going to keep harping on notes. If you hear names and we don't do notes on them, just please. We just want to talk about the art tonight. <laughs> Yeah. I can't I can't do another log episode about how awful these people are <laughs> after we did Schindler's list. Just don't make me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, um shithead, shithead, McGee, Kevin Spacey wins for the usual suspects, beating out literally everybody who should have beat him. I didn't know Brad Pitt was nominated for twelve monkeys. Oh Brad yeah. Pitt was nominated for twelve monkeys. That, that is, is the amazing. best time people took him
1: seriously. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, because he, he was, was coming the pretty off
1: Pretty Boy before that.
0: That's right, he's coming off of like Legends of the Fall, and yeah. yeah,
1: interview a vampire,
0: yeah, and, yeah, he had, he had quite a year, yes, yeah, he sure did because Seven's there too, yeah, yeah, also probably should have been nominated for that.
1: I love uh, that movie so much, yeah, it's so good. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, best supporting actress goes to Mira Sorvino for Mighty Aphrodite. Uh, best screenplay written directly for the screen goes to Christ- Christopher Quarry for The Usual Suspects, beating out Randall Wallace for Braveheart. Oh. Best screenplay based on material previously produced or published goes to Sense and Sensibility, giving Emma Thompson her second Academy Award and the first female, or the first person, I believe, to win for Acting and Writing.
1: Oh, nice. That's my home girl. I love her.
0: Oh I ride or die for Emma Thompson. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Like,
0: and I I've, I've been watching a lot of these uh, merchant ivory films recently and oh <laughs> man, <geez. sighs> uh,
1: I feel like my kindred spirits cool.
3: <laughs> <laughs> The TikTok algorithm knows what it's doing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, any anytime I I see her on screen or I have been in like the last five or six weeks, I, I feel like a Michelle Branch song.
2: <laughs> she she is everywhere
0: to me <laughs> god damn it dude <laughs> look when i close my eyes it's her i see so chill no, out
1: just, yeah
0: i'm <laughs> oh, sorry i heard Stay that strong song.
1: okay you got this
0: i heard that song at a grocery store today
1: <laughs> so you did was it in the grocery store or was it in the car on the way home blasting? hey i
0: i am a michelle branch stan up and down i will not deny that i listened to her <laughs> Just it mm-hmm. happened to be in a grocery store today. <laughs> and trust me, so people in a back room of uh, Harris Teeter got really embarrassed of me singing the chorus out loud. <laughs> well done. All right. Our best foreign language film goes to Antonia's Line from the Netherlands, giving Marlene Goris an Academy Award.
2: Hmm. Uh,
0: again, Il Postino, not nominated in the category. I, How weird.
1: I thought that was strange, yeah. yeah.
0: Huh.
3: I think this might be the first time that we've had a foreign film for best picture. That wasn't in the category. Maybe. I don't know. have to look that up, but
0: yeah, go back on that. Uh, it It is, it is always bizarre when that doesn't happen. All right. Okay. Best documentary feature goes to Anne Frank remembered. Uh, and I would be remiss to not bring up my beloved Atlanta Braves in this category. Hank Aaron chasing the dream. Oh, oh nice. Nice. Documentary nominated.
1: I'm going to pretend that I know what that's about. That's it's about a guy named Hank
0: Aaron. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <Hank Air. laughs> it's about the baseball sports ball. All right. Uh, I've watched many a live game while recording the podcast. Annoyed <laughs> these two with updates.
1: They look very impressed. They do. They look ball. <laughs> <laughs> well.
0: Well, Zach's not impressed because he's a Seattle fan and they don't win anything. Yeah. Never, <laughs> ever. But it
3: was nice this year because the Braves actually won. And we got to see that like real time. And he's got his Waffle House championship shirt. There you go.
0: Waffle House. <laughs> All right. Our uh, best documentary short subject, One Survivor Remembers. And best live action short film goes to Lieberman in Love.
3: Uh, Joseph Lieberman, the former uh, senator. Maybe. Just kidding.
0: I don't know. But uh, we got a couple of names we might know in the category. Uh, Lieberman Lieberman in Love beats out Duke of Groove, which gives the nomination to Griffin Dunn and Tom Colwell. Griffin Dunn, of course, the star of... uh, After Hours, right? After Hours, thank you. My brain just died on me. Uh, The Martin Scorsese film. And Little Surprises giving Jeff Goldblum and Tiki Goldberg nominations. Hmm.
3: Nice. Just award know,
0: nominee, Jeff Goldblum. There you go.
1: That that man is uh <clears throat> yeah, I think he's up there with National Treasure for me as well.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I love a, his show on Disney Plus. I, I still just need
1: to watch that. him full 10-year-old <laughs> 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 Rachel felt a lot of things watching him in Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have to say, ten-year-old Paul probably did too. Yeah, yeah. didn't I respect it. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it didn't. It didn't make me grow a beard like uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns, but
3: because <laughs> you already had it.
0: Yeah, because I already had it. <laughs> well done. Just... <laughs> Just the the remnants of a year later. All right, uh, original dramatic score brings us to our podcast within a podcast, John Williams' Oscar watch. John Williams nominated for
3: Nixon. Wow, I didn't watch that this week. I wonder how it is.
0: I didn't get to a lot of things this week just a weird weird week (laughs) weird but this is one of those years where it's like i've seen most of everything here so right Mm. our winner for the category though is il postino giving louis baklov bakalov just butchered the shit out of that name uh an academy award james Uh horner got fucked twice (laughs) james horner twice he split the vote. This is exactly what I was saying about John Williams in 93. If yeah. he was in yeah. for Jurassic Park, he would have split the vote. James <laughs> yeah. Horner split the vote by being nominated for Braveheart and Apollo 13. Yeah. Shouldn't happen. Only only put him in for one. Yeah. He should have won it for Apollo 13, though. I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to fight you on it, that one. You're not wrong, but I still think it could have gone either way.
2: I,
1: I agree. It could have gone either way. I did have the soundtrack for Apollo 13, though, so...
0: That's that's a good score. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, it may be Horner's best. I'd have to look at all the stuff, but that's that's a really
1: good score.
3: I've had the Braveheart theme in my head all week, so you know they're they're both very
0: good. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's a very diplomatic answer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's Zach. He's our uh, he's our (laughs) diplomat. Uh, Best. Uh, I believe this is the first year we've had Best Original Musical or Comedy Score, hmm. where John Williams is not done picking up the nominations for the evening. He gets nominated for the remake of Sabrina, starring Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. uh, but loses to Alan Menken and Stephen Schwartz for Pocahontas. Boo! Spoo-
2: Boo! Indeed,
0: <sighs> that's not a very good. One.
2: It's not.
0: Huh. Uh, Randy Newman also loses for Toy Story. Yep. Now I'm, I don't I like that, Randy
1: that Newman, been my but,
3: choice.
0: Yeah. yeah, Randy Newman is a
3: genius. He is a genius at that. But um, <laughs> I I'm feeling confused. Is this still an award? No, now?
0: no, no, <laughs> no. Oh, the, okay. This this only runs for a few years. I don't remember yeah. when it stops, but it's it's done sometime by 2000. Okay. Like
3: yeah, I like I didn't remember it ever being a thing. So yeah, interesting.
0: Really weird, but. John Williams, still not done picking up Academy Ooh. Award nominations, picks up a nomination for Best Original Song for Moonlight from Sabrina, mm-hmm. starring Harrison Ford, uh, along with Alan and Marilyn Berkman. But they lose to Alan Minken and Stephen Schwartz for Colors of the Wind.
2: Boo. I do like do you, Colors I'm, of I'm, the Wind.
0: <sighs>
1: I'm just not a fan of Sabrina, the, the remake of Sabrina it's, at all. So it's not a very good movie I, Why do you, you don't remake an Audrey Hepburn movie and if you do you don't remake it like that yeah <laughs> yeah I
0: yeah, don't you. understand how have you ever really loved a woman lost yeah so, oh, this I is correct that <laughs> that's a great song mm. uh you got a friend of me from Toy Story also probably should have won
2: mm.
0: um over Brian Adams <laughs> yes. Over Brian
1: Adams. Mm. Is there Can, anybody that should win over Brian Adams though?
0: Um I'm gonna say at least almost everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I I make this joke, but somewhere around here I I have a, a little briefcase full of cassette tapes and I have waking up the neighbors and they're still listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Wonderful. I'm, I'm going to obsess over this. I need to stop thinking of it. <laughs> all right. Moving on to best sound effects. Editing goes to Braveheart. Squashing heads. Squashing heads. Beating out Batman forever. Mm. The greatest <laughs> film of all time. <laughs> Is <Best>. it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some loud noise back there. I think children are still awake. Oh oh I'm going to have to go hand out karate chops here in a second. Okay. All right. Um, Drop of the bones. <laughs> Best sound goes to Apollo 13 beating out Braveheart. Can't argue with that one.
1: Oh, uh, deserving. Waterworld.
0: <laughs> yes. Waterworld <laughs> is also in the category.
1: I was having a conversation about Waterworld today.
0: Oh, you should and, always um, talk about Waterworld.
1: <laughs> I, th- I think it's up there with Con Air for me. Oh yeah, Ooh, it's,
0: it's a low key. Plushies. It's a low key trash piece. I love it. Oh
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Best art direction goes to restoration. And uh, just so we all know, uh, Alfonso Cuarón's *A Little Princess* is in the category from this one. Yay! Hooray! Alfonso making an early showing in the Academy. That's another movie I need to go back and watch, but I worry about doing.
3: No, yeah. it, <laughs> I, I think I watched it as uh, in the past 10 years and to my memory, it holds up pretty well.
1: Nice. nice. That's good. I'm not at all going to mention the fact that I liked the Shirley Temple version better. So. <laughs> that,
3: that is all right. <laughs> like what you like. <laughs> Got my Shirley Temple box set.
1: Yeah, I knew there was a reason I liked you, Zach.
3: <laughs> I,
0: I put animal crackers in my soup. No. <sighs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: rabbits, loop de loop, loop de loop. It never made sense to me. They're cookies. Why would you put cookies in your soup?
3: Well, <laughs> maybe it's like a it's, chocolate soup. Cracker options were less a chocolate soup available. Is chocolate milk.
1: <laughs> but if they're cookies, why are they named crackers? Like it's just it's. Do you see the rabbit hole we could
0: yeah. go no, down? No, and I, and I understand that part, but still, <laughs> even if they were called animal cookies, yeah, you still wouldn't put them. in I don't soup.
1: understand that part. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mysteries we may never solve. Dipping. <laughs> Best cinematography goes to Braveheart, giving John Toll an Academy Award. Yeah, somehow beating Stephen Goldblatt for Batman Forever. That is a tough call, by the way. Uh, because also, yeah, Emmanuel Lubezki for a Little Princess. Ooh, he's about he's going to get three in a row real soon. So we're not too uh-huh. worried about him. okay. By real soon, I mean like twenty years. But you know. Mm. <laughs> Uh best makeup goes to Braveheart giving Peter Frampton no, not that <laughs> Peter Frampton and
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm actually surprised that uh Batman Forever didn't get nominated for that one just on uh two face. Uh, Danny DeVito. I, I was, You know what I keep getting Batman returns mixed up. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. But yeah, like Two Face. Yeah. 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 That and you know um what's her name making drew barrymore even hotter
1: oh gosh that's my girl
3: (laughs) my first celebrity crush
1: uh i i don't know whether i want her or i want to be best friends with her i'm quite happy to settle for both
0: yeah jonathan you're making me very angry right now how are you gonna go here and be like i love drew barrymore and then shit on holly hunter (laughs) <laughs> Drew Barrymore doesn't talk like this. Yes, she does. Yes, she no, does. No, she doesn't. Yes, she not even she very does. much does. Nowhere How near does as prominent as Holly, Holly Hunter. Hunter. I just, oh no. Oh, uh, just you guys to
1: talk talking to. Me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this man just shits all over Holly Hunter anytime her name is brought up.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oscar both winning. cuties. Oscar-winning actress. All right, best costume design goes to Restoration. Beating out Braveheart, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. best film editing goes to Apollo 13, beating out Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Best visual effects goes to Babe. Yay. Yeah, yeah, Babe finally picking one up. Bye, Ram you? be noble, she be true. I will. I will never get over uh, Gillian Anderson saying that in an episode of X Files. Yeah, and probably the most fucked up episode of X Files on top of everything. Else. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay big book Oscar trivia here here I go just ruining the podcast again as you do I do. fix it in post I'm very good at this don't fix it in post Trav leave it at double it don't fix it in post Trav leave it at double it All right, our honorary awards tonight go to Kirk Douglas for 50 years as a creative and moral force in the motion picture community
3: Probably thought he was going to die, but it
0: hung on for like another 20 years. Yep.
1: <laughs> was it 20 or closer to 30, right? He uh, held on for a long time. Yeah,
0: I, I thought he died like in the last few years here. Well, I mean,
3: 2015 would have been 20 years. So. Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair We're getting close to 30,
0: though. <laughs> uh, my, my favorite Kirk Douglas moment was when he and uh, Michael Douglas gave out best picture together. And Kirk Douglas goes to open the envelope, and he's like, and the winner is, and Michael's
2: like, no, Dad,
0: we have to say, and the award goes to, he just gets right up in the mic, and he's like, and the winner is. (laughs) (laughs) Kirk Douglas, I do what I want. (laughs) What are you going to do? Stop me. Uh, And the honorary award goes to Chuck Jones for the creation of classic cartoons, which have brought worldwide joy for more than half a century. Thanks,
1: Chuck Jones. Sorry, I
0: was just thinking that I don't think... Did I say the best animated short film?
3: Oh, no. I, uh, I don't think no, I did. I don't just think you did.
0: Kate is going to be really angry at me. Uh-oh. Uh, the Nick Park film, Close Shave. Yeah. Awesome oh, Okay. <sighs> there we go.
3: Definitely oh. deserves a mention, so thank
0: you. Uh, and a 1995 Special Achievement Award went to John Lasseter. <laughs> gonna let it go uh for his inspired leadership of the pixar toy story team in which he hugged too many women for two i mean resulting in the first feature late computer animated film yeah and that's our breakdown all right okay all right let's talk about a movie let's talk about a movie this movie this movie Dragonheart. heart brave heart
3: i'm i'm all right I don't think you've been shy about saying something about this movie before. So.
0: so let me start off. And I just want to get this one out here. Mel Gibson is a piece of shit person. It's true. Okay. I This is the only movie I've ever been caught and sent a letter from Warner Brothers about downloading. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I have seen this movie minimum 25, 30 times minimum. Mm-hmm. I fucking love this movie. I purposely made sure I did not watch this movie with anybody else because I sat here by myself quoting the entire movie.
1: <laughs> oh see I like that. And I'd be down to watch this movie with you. I I hate people that do that. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> okay, so we should watch it together then.
0: <laughs> but I did it to myself because I've seen this movie and I love it so much. It is a cinematic masterpiece directed by a guy who knows what the fuck he's doing but it's just a piece of shit (laughs) so just want to put that out there we know what I think of this movie I think it's a perfect film it holds restraint in a part that if you know what Mel Gibson has done past this go hey he doesn't need to make a snuff film like the torture scene at the end you're just like he did that well
3: yeah he didn't have to show everything
0: he didn't so it kind of just makes me go what the fuck is wrong with you mel stop being a piece of shit human be this good you can be so yeah this is this is a movie with characters that are just amazing Mm -hmm. i think everybody who really really likes this movie has like their favorite person in this movie I mean, Stephen the Irishman is always going to be mine, but... Mine too. Yeah. <laughs> the second yeah, Leanne me. watched this with me, and the second he came on screen, I was like, this, this is the best character of the film. And yeah. <laughs> every time he spoke, she was like, I get why you like him. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I do you find it funny that Stephen the Irishman is played by a Scotsman, though.
0: Yeah. And, well, and the fact <laughs> <that> is, <laughs> his Irish accent is... God awful. Like if you listen to him, it's like, what accent are you going for here? Because he <laughs> always comes off French sometimes. It's, yeah. yeah. It's and, like
1: hearing Jared Butler do an Irish accent. Yeah. And just, then his
0: <laughs> and then his Scottish best friend in this movie is played by an Irishman. An Irishman, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Going> <laughs> Brendan Gleason. Yeah.
3: You know, funny thing, um, I'd forgot that was Brendan Gleason in this because I've it been a while since I'd seen this and you know, I'd first seen it pre Harry Potter and now watching it again, like, you know, he's always mad eye to me now.
0: It's yeah. Like, oh yeah. So he, yeah. he'll always, for me, he'll always be the guy from uh, 28 days later. Yeah. Okay. I think,
1: I think he's tremendous. I think he's very tremendous. And I think, I, I think probably being Australian, we get a lot more British cinema over here. Mm-hmm. And so there are these actors that you see in supporting roles in this film that I go, Oh, you know, I'd forgotten how many great, great right. actors. And Brent, mm-hmm. Brennan Gleason is incredible. He's hilarious. Is it... I'm trying to think of the film that he did. He did a film um, with Don Cheadle.
0: Oh, yeah. The, the one where he's the cop? Yes. And he's, like, super racist?
1: Yeah, he's... But it's, it's you know, and I mean, for anyone that's been to that part of the world, it's, it's fairly accurate. Right. Um, and... He's just so brilliant in it, though. Um, right. Look, what I, was that called? I I love this film. I probably do not love this film as much as Jonathan loves this film.
0: Few do. I I, <laughs> I think that's a very I, high bar.
1: <laughs> I do. I do like what you were saying about characters, though, because um, historically, not the most accurate. Oh of God. Films. No. Right. No. But they've they've but they actually openly admit it, which with studios don't always admit when they're making a historical film. They'll say, you know, as true to the true facts as they can. Yeah. Um, but whereas with this one they admitted that they
0: Right. Yeah. 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 Mel Gibson was very open to I wanted to tell a story, I, I wasn't trying to exactly
1: do a exactly. history lesson. And right. and they made him much more likable because realistically William Wallace was, you know, he, he was Genghis Khan. He was yeah. a conqueror. He was yeah. It was ruthless.
0: That film you know? was called The Guard, by the way.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Zach. Yeah. What are your feelings on Braveheart?
3: Um again, uh not quite your level, but I do think it is a excellently made movie. And watching it, I um was really struck from a modern perspective, like how much it influenced um, fantasy today, like Game of Thrones. Like this is the first movie I think that really got the authentic realism of the age. Like everything we kind of watched through the years, at least the podcast, everything had a kind of a stiff false kind of trying to make it look like it's old. But this, I mean, legitimately looks like it was filmed, could have been, Filmed when it was set. Hmm. And uh, the violence is brutal, but not overdone. Like you said, it's not a snuff film like some of his later stuff. Uh,
2: Yeah. Go
0: ahead. Continue. I
3: was just going to say, I'm not going to harp on Mel Gibson again, but he's just such a good and talented director, and he has an eye for what he's doing. And, you know, some people complain about this film. It's like, oh, he's egomaniacal uh making himself look so superheroish.
0: I mean wouldn't wouldn't you? I mean I mean I, listen it, they're <laughs> not wrong. If you watch him, especially in the, like that torture scene, you're just like, oh no, no, you know what you know what it was? It was the one scene when he's just it was right after he was killing the nobles. And he goes on that little weird hike that he does and he's just standing there over the highlands. Just The camera starts panning around him just showing pretty Mel Gibson. You're just like, I fucking know what you're doing, dude. (laughs) But you know what? You glow. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. Okay, Mel Mel Gibson's is always going to be a difficult topic for for an Aussie girl, right? Mm. Because he's he was, I think, he was actually born in the states, but he's homegrown for us, as right. as far sure. as we're concerned, and as far as he's concerned too. Yeah. To um, grow up and watch him be in these amazing films, these Australian films that really sort of started Australian cinema. You know, I remember I remember being eight years old and watching him in Gallipoli, which was such a huge film in Australia. Oh, God. Um, I, you know, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Peter Weir is my <laughs> homeboy too. No, and, um, and so um, to, to grow up with that, it, it's sort of this thing where you sort of are, are torn between the, the public and, and the, the public persona and the artist within. And I think that right. when I'm watching a film like Braveheart, I have to look at the artistry he's involved. And I think he's been very calculated and very clever about how he's done this, that there is uh, violence, but it's artistic, it's restrained. It's not mm-hmm. all out gore. And there is yeah. a love scene, but the love scene isn't the whole film. Yes. You know, he's done. He he's just, he. It's just it's a remarkably clever story. The way that he's done it is remarkably clever. Yeah. So
0: I, I I hate giving South Park credit, but God, when I can't even remember which episode it was where they were bringing in like all of the directors, and then they came in and <laughs> Mel Gibson comes in and starts spouting off like this shit that makes sense in his crazy way in South Park. And it's like, he's insane, but god damn it, the man knows plot structure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's true. It's true.
0: Very much. Yeah. And you know, and I love watching all Oz, Ozploit stloit Oz, God, I can't, I can never say this word. Ozploitation films, Oz-ploy-tation. the George Miller stuff he did. God, it's a really hard uh and I know he took a lot of inspiration from the directors he worked with from his his Australian uh films, like uh Miller and Weir, and used those to kind of cobble together his directing style for this film.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh so yeah, Mel Gibson was always a, a, a big a big part of my like getting into film too. Mm-hmm. The lethal weapon films and the Mad I Max so. series like they were huge parts of my of my childhood and man this this film when i saw it it really did just blow me away there was there was nothing quite like it at the time when i had seen it right. and you know that that's a lot of like i was picking out the best pictures to watch when i was like 12 and 13 and uh making sure that i saw as many of those as i could so i didn't see a lot of the precursors to this So knowing where he came from and where he would go uh, really, really paints this film in kind of a weird light for me today. Mm -hmm.
1: It's, It's difficult, isn't it? Because you have these just like, and it's not just in films, it's in music as well. You have these incredibly talented people and people that you grew up listening to or watching or, mm-hmm. um, and it's so, it's, so it's actually like, it's a formative part of why we love what we love and right. all of us love films. Otherwise we wouldn't be here, but it, it's just that very difficult thing where you're trying to differentiate the the talent and the artistry from the human being. But, um, it, it's also really hard. And I, um, I, I know we mentioned somebody as winning uh, an award earlier, uh, I had to. Rev- I, I did a month of films, and I reviewed seven as one of those films, and I mentioned him as that artist that I'm not going to acknowledge, but he's amazing, yeah. amazingly talented. But we're not going to name him. <laughs> right. Oh God, he's and, he's. and that was how I addressed it. We're not giving him any to- air time. Yeah, but right. he is damn talented, and I think that's what you know. I think that's what we have to do here too. Is that incredibly talented?
0: He was another guy who was really big. Like when I when I got it. I was acting. so
1: disappointed by that. I yeah, when I got into acting, but also disappointed.
0: He he was one of those guys that I like mimicked as an actor. His grounded reality, and that yeah. one hurt like
2: really it, bad. It really,
1: it really did, right?
2: Mm-hmm. It really
1: and, did. And I think people that don't really love films don't really get that. And I know that um, I know you guys said we weren't going to do this topic, so that that's,
0: uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> you We fall down rabbit holes. It does What, what makes it even worse is. It this topic is going to come up in four weeks for us. Oh, yep. really? Because we have oh, American oh, Beauty. Oh, of
1: course. Yep. <laughs> You've got American Beauty coming up. Yeah.
0: So, so we'll that stay shallow good. on this topic because I really don't want to dig too much into it. But yeah, just, yep. just to say there's his performance in uh, Glengarry Glenn Ross got me mm. through having to be juror number eight and 12 Angry Men in my senior year of high school. And so that. That really is a huge part of, right? Of my my very formative years that got just flushed straight down a fucking toilet. Yeah, I think overall we
3: try to do a lot of separating the art from the artist here, but I understand if people don't want to do that. You know, more yeah. power to you. But it's it's hard when, like you said, Rachel, like when you're a when you're a film geek, when you're really into the art that you grew up with and stuff. It,
0: it's yeah. a part of you. Yeah. yeah. It, and I think uh, I think a lot of this film, specifically for me, what kind of doesn't work these days is kind of the cowardice of it. I would really like to see William Wallace just be an incredible douchebag. <laughs> and, and really kind of grapple with the idea of such a horrible man being such a national hero. <laughs> mm. Because we all have them. Every... <laughs> Everybody has that in their, their history. Just. Braveheart 2,
1: Wall Street's back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you just look at, you just look at American history and it's pretty much just all monsters. Yeah.
3: So there actually is a Braveheart <laughs> <laughs> sequel. I guess we may mention that. I didn't know. Oh, is <laughs> that? It came out like three years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? It, uh, Something with Robert the, or the Bruce.
2: Um, oh, Robert
1: the Bruce. Yeah. Oh, okay.
3: Didn't didn't make any noise or do very well. <laughs> okay.
1: I, didn't, Obviously. I didn't realize that was a sequel. I just thought that that was <laughs> the Bruce.
0: I just have to give you the showbiz cheat sheet headline about this movie. Um, uh, please Robert please. the Bruce movie review. Braveheart 2 Brave Harder is now available to stream. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
0: <laughs> Braveheart 2, Cruise Control. Braveheart 2, <laughs> <laughs> Electric yeah. Yeah. Boogaloo. Braveheart with a vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I will say, one of the things about Braveheart, and I think what really makes this movie for me is how much it opened me to a genre of film that I've grown to love, even though a lot of them are not good, is these medieval battle movies
2: mm-hmm. that
0: I, I just, since Braveheart... I, I will watch them all. And I got to the point where I started, like, the more blood hit the camera during battle scenes, the more I enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, movies like The Messenger is not mm-hmm. a good movie. I still love that movie.
1: Great score, <laughs> the, though. Great oh, God, score yeah. in The Messenger. Mm-hmm. Dustin <laughs> Hoffman as the <laughs> devil. God, that's that.
0: the Mila Jovovich film. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. The Joan of Arc movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just... I, i'll watch them all i will every time because of this movie
2: yeah
3: so what specifically do you is there is it just everything about this movie that makes you love it so much is it the i mean we've talked a little bit about the bits but what 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 strikes you in your heart that's like
2: all right so not
3: gonna
0: hard. lie obviously i might have a little scottish in me um but What's his that name? part Ha ha. ha,
2: ha.
0: <laughs> So that part, I, I don't know. I, I've never been a national pride guy, and that's one of those things. I just yeah, It's a tiny little thing I enjoy, even though, once yep. again, historically, movie, nothing fucking like the actual history, but I fucking love bagpipes, and this movie has a lot of bagpipes. Yeah, corner you know, is heavy on the bagpipes.
1: Do <laughs> you like horses as well? Because there's a lot of horses
2: in this film. Too. There are a lot of horses.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but
0: another thing uh, that Rachel pointed out is I... The romance in this movie is not Lord of the Ringsy. Yeah,
1: like, I will agree. With it, that it,
0: it's 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 very much there, and it's 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 a driving point for the film as well. But it's not something that's just so much, and it's like made to you know, what do they say? It's like you know a reason to bring your girlfriend. Yeah, uh, it's
1: it's a catalyst for the action, but it's not the whole purpose of the yeah. film.
0: Um, but again, it's the characters—just the characters in this film. Like you, you, you enjoy almost every single one of them. Yeah. yeah. What's the old man's name? Oh uh, God, um, Oldie McOlder's father. Yeah. Uh, Daddy McOldman. Yeah, he he might be my <laughs> favorite <Father Mayor.
3: laughs> He that might be my now. <laughs> like, he He's always getting stabbed and hand chopped off, and <laughs> but he just keeps going. You yeah, can't stop him.
0: Zach, you're scratchy. Oh, of course. Yeah. It ends as soon as I say it. Of course. Yeah, every time. Cuz I picked
3: up my phone to try to look up his name, yeah, put my phone down.
0: Um, but even like, uh, Brian Cox is in this movie for two minutes, and he seems like one of the most badass characters in the whole fucking movie. Yeah, he does.
1: <laughs> two amazing I, minutes.
0: Yeah, and so. Every minute that Brian Cox is on any screen is the most amazing minute Cox. of whatever yeah. that is. <laughs> I just I just kept waiting for him to take him off to New York to be part of Royco. So
1: <laughs> Do you know how nice it is to talk about films with other people that really? <laughs> the poor people in my life, they don't get a choice. I just talk at them now. <laughs> do you want uh, to know about this film too bad if you don't There's <laughs> right. a bunch of, <laughs> of trivia I'm just going
0: to spout it at you
3: <laughs> fascinating
1: what well, was all that I could do when you were calling out the, um, the Oscar winners for the year and, and I was going to say did you hear about the controversy about Mira Lovina winning that it was sort of oh, similar yeah. to the Marisa Torme controversy where they thought it was an accidental readout
0: right Yeah. <laughs> you, you should have that's what we're here for <laughs>
1: This well, you know that that was the early days. I didn't want to interrupt. I'm I'm okay <laughs> to do it now.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so I have to bring up my biggest gripe with this film. Of course, the Battle of Sterling Bridge. There's no. That there's bridge. no bridge. <laughs> and you know why I don't like this? all Paul loves bridges. Because I love bridges. <laughs>
2: I love bridges! Yes.
0: Funny, Where the enough, fuck's my bridge?
1: I said that last time, how much I love bridges. I mean, it's
0: 1995. <laughs> what came out in 1995? Oh, it's over in Madison County, eh? Oh, bridges yeah, and
1: That was, yeah, I was not fond of that many bridges, I've got to be honest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I live two hours few away from those bridges. Like, <laughs> That's so many bridges. What is this, Pittsburgh? <laughs> They're all covered. <laughs> My sister at one point, you want to go to the bridges of Madison County? No, I fucking don't. <laughs> they're they're all, too- all the bridges are covered or they're made. They're made of wood. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm. So I do actually uh, want to ask that. Was there other issues that you guys had with this film? Cause I mean, I, the, this the, I, I see no wrong, but I am so super biased about this movie. I have two things. Okay. One's kind of a minor thing and one's kind of a major thing. Uh, Minor thing. I love James Horner's score up until like the last 20 minutes of this film and then it just gets (laughs) tacky as (laughs) fuck. But then that's why it's so good because it's so hammy. It is. Ham City, USA, baby. Like. I could just watch this guy sitting there like at his mixer, just turning the volume knob ever so slightly up the further that scene goes. I was <laughs> I was listening to the end of that score, and I was like, what is it with Australia? It's a 1995 and ham because there's more ham in this score than in fucking babe.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: wait, we're going to do that? <laughs> you you want to pick on my country?
0: Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I just had to go with Babe, and it was made in Australia, so it was it just is, wide open. It was. It was just wide Open. Actually,
1: so. actually while you're on Babe, I, I think one of the saddest things about Babe is that one of the greatest Australian actresses is in that film, and nobody in the rest of the world knows who she is. And that's is Magdus it. Miriam Shebansky. Margulies. No, Miriam Margulies is only Australian by citizenship. She's actually a British actress.
0: Okay, then who? who?
1: But Magda Shabansky, who plays the farmer's wife,
0: oh, hands uh, down,
1: she is our version of. I'm trying to think. Think of the best person from Saturday, best female actor or performer on Saturday Night Live. Gilda Radner. Okay. That is Magda Szczepanski in Australia.
2: Lovely. Mm.
1: She's brilliant, next level sketch comedy. I and mean, it's like Eric Banner. It's like the whole world knows him as, a, as an action hero and he's sketch comedy for us. Wow. Right. Like, that's how he started. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay.
0: That I did know.
3: Yeah. I am being revealed. <laughs> Information revealed. Take notes here.
1: <laughs> it's my my brain. My brain is a useless. Uh, tro- my brain is a trove of useless information. You're welcome.
0: No, these are thank these are worry. these are useful facts. Thank you. Thank you for entering my life because that is <laughs> my brain is just a trash pile, and the only thing that works <laughs> is movie knowledge. <laughs> so, was that your minor or your major issue? That's my minor. Okay. Because, okay. So,
1: what's your major? Because it
0: does it doesn't take me out of the movie. Uh, my major issue is the prince. Being kind of put in the film homophobically. Yeah. And knowing that Belle Gibson is kind of a raging homophobe. It it really stands out on this watch. That, it, it it does now. Yeah, it, especially especially since the rumors of the prince in real life being a homosexual were very much untrue and thought to be made up by enemies of the king to make his bloodline look weak gotcha mm. quote unquote yeah I,
3: I that's can actually see that. a
1: really good point yeah
0: yeah it's it's almost
3: framed in a way in the movie that looking at him that way is bad but then too many of the other characters just kind of like go along with it to for it to be just the king having a problem so I get I get what you're saying
1: yeah and I I think it was this sort of I I think it was this sort of thing particularly in cinema at a time when uh, a man was not particularly strong when he was a weak person or a weak character you had to sort of attach sexuality to that like Mm, that there was no reasonable reason you know I'm I am a ridiculous history buff when it comes
2: to
1: royal families (laughs) don't get me started on the other Berlin girl because that's an hour of me going really Really, really? Um, <laughs> this is what we're doing now. But um, yeah, I think it's this thing that when when somebody's not displaying the type of strength that is expected of them, all right. Well, if we attach a sexuality to it, okay, now we've got a reason. And right. um, and I yeah. think that's unequivocally untrue. So right, right. But I, I I hadn't thought about that as an aspect of the film until you brought it up. But I yeah, I agree with you on that.
0: Yeah, it, it's you know. It, Gibson could have done anything to make him look ineffective or ineffectual, or yeah. whatever he wanted to do, but to make him as effeminate as he made him, yeah, uh, is mm, doesn't sit right with me. Gotcha. Yeah, makes sense. Valid point. Thank you. Still fucking love the movie. Hey, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> some of some of my favorite movies have really weird, somewhat racist flaws, and it's hard for me to get past that. Yeah but I still love them anyway. That's fair. Uh, Zach, Rachel, do you guys have any issues with the movie? I'm just... Unfortunately, I was hoping to be able to debate Paul on his, but he's not wrong. He's not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, and I also don't think you're wrong about James Horner just laying on the ham in the last 20 minutes. It just... Yeah. <laughs> it it had to go. I could not go this entire <laughs> podcast without talking about just how fucking hammy that score gets.
2: <sighs> good. <laughs>
3: I'm trying to
0: think of issues. Trying, uh, yeah, I uh, not enough Tommy Flanagan. I, yeah,
1: I, I feel like that's always an issue.
0: Always an issue. Even even, even films in Sons that he's not
1: in, why is there not Tommy Flanagan in this? Film? Correct. This is what
0: I've been saying for like decades now. Oh yeah. Just turn on any movie, and I'm like, "Where's Tommy Flanagan?" <laughs> Automatic it. one star take it off.
1: I I feel like he was somebody who was just not seen for such a long time. And it yeah. took playing a motor motorcyclist for everyone to go. That said, chips, oh, ride or
0: die. Chips, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the second the second oh, he popped Opie. up on that show, I was like, ooh, the
2: guy from Braveheart. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I have one one issue. It maybe maybe I didn't pick up cues or something, but I feel like it's a little bit difficult to tell how much time is passing in this movie. Like, how how long before he gets back to the village and and they get married? How long between him meeting the princess or queen-to-be, how long between they meet and them uh, conceiving a child together? Like, I can't no. tell how, how much time. Right. And if that was belie- I mean, I guess there could be raw sexual energy, but for her to, like, give him tips and things.
0: The whole movie yeah. takes place in three
3: weeks.
0: Three weeks? Yeah. No, yeah. No. No. <laughs> so how I always look at all, because basically when you're looking in a time frame like an era where, you know, there's just travel alone is going to be weeks to months.
2: Yeah.
0: I look at all these movies as a D and D campaign. Mm. So travel time is pretty quick. So <laughs> let's just get to it. So yeah, yeah time passed, but who cares? So, yeah.
1: You know, I think yeah. it comes da- back to that whole uh their interpretation of it, I think cuz historically if I rem- if I remember right, I think it was like close to 15 or 20 years.
2: Yeah. Mm. That all this okay. sort of
1: stuff went on. So um which I mean uh, uh, Sophie Marceau uh aged incredibly if we're talking about twenty twenty years from now, <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that woman's fair. got some oil of olé going on there.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's
0: yeah. that's just what moisturizing will do for you.
1: Well, you know, I should do drink that. your water as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> got it.
1: Okay. Just that.
0: I don't want to show my bottle with Dr. Pepper.
3: Dope. Well, I had my code red here too. So I I do- <laughs> I double fist the the Mountain Dew and the water. I got to keep the balance.
1: I I I've just been, drinking, I've, been I've been drinking coffee oh. and and water. Like there we go. just you know, balancing it out. One you know, both hydrating and dehydrating at the same time.
0: There you go. Yeah. I am a walking vessel of Rockstar and Diet Pepsi, so uh, <laughs> that is just what I am filled with at all times. So <laughs> why he looks That's like my a hydrate. 50-year-old man. That's right.
3: <laughs> hey, now.
0: Hey,
2: now.
3: So I, that, thank you. <laughs> so the, the pacing is the only thing that throws me off a little bit with the, um, towards the end of the movie, just like, I feel like it should be a lot longer than it has been in movie time. But mm-hmm. again, it's a minor, minor complaint, uh, yeah. because it is a compressed story
0: being told. Yeah. And, I mean, the, really, the only way to fix that is to give you, you know, two years later. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. that that stuff gets annoying. <laughs> Do the uh, yeah. the SpongeBob title <laughs> cards. <laughs> <laughs> One etana <eternity later. laughs>
3: ti so, like I mentioned earlier, some people complain about uh, the bombast of the movie, but I think it, it fits; it works. Like yeah. you, like we've all said, it's not a it's not supposed to be historically accurate. Nobody's saying, look to this movie to teach you anything. It It's made to entertain and it does that
0: in
1: spades.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: I didn't, I didn't think I have any gripes. I, I think, I think everything that's sort of been mentioned is accurate. Um, I think, I think Paul's made a really good point about the prince. Um, I think this is a film that's really well balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, in in every way, like in terms of the storylines, uh, how the plot works within each other, I, you know, you look at other films. It, I, the film that always comes to my head as a really badly done war film is Pearl Harbor, because there's there's nothing but love story, <laughs> and then there's the nothing but explosions. <laughs> <laughs> And and I, mean, I, I I had to review it. I had to review it this month for a month of love stories. Who nominates that as a love story anyway? But someone did, just so I reviewed it. What is it. wrong with people? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I remember going to see it at the cinema and desperately having to go to the bathroom and just holding off and holding off and holding off, thinking we've got to get to the war soon, right? We've got to get to the war soon. And I left. And they're in the middle of this poignant love scene and I come back and everything's blowing up. <laughs> I was gone two minutes. How did that happen? <laughs> so I think that I think Braveheart is an example of how, how to do it well. How to, how to have enough to entice every part of your audience. Exactly. Um,
0: exactly. It, it is how you make a blockbuster for everybody. Yeah, it is a or, very I mean, populous film. Like, blockbusters for dummies i mean well i mean <laughs> the general populace loves this movie yeah movie geeks love this movie
1: yeah which is so rare. i mean, it, it is
0: mel like, gibson's mom loves this movie yeah
3: actually i think my
1: mom might even love this movie like you know and
2: that's yeah. difficult yeah
3: <laughs> my um a friend of mine uh posted uh on facebook this past week the status was what is your go-to movie when you can't think of anything else to watch, which I don't think we, any of us personally have that problem. We can always find something, but she said hers, her go-to is Braveheart. If there's nothing else, you just put on Braveheart.
0: Yeah. I don't, and, I don't tend to rewatch a lot. Oh, I, Oh God, I, I am the king of comfort. Favorites, movies.
1: <laughs> oh, I am. I, I, yeah, I, I rewatched a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, like, I have
0: tv series that are multiple seasons double digits that i will rewatch. so I, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think something about the romance in this movie though even though it is not um prominent it's so understated that makes it all the more uh romantic and yeah. kind of fills you with a sense of longing it's like
1: yeah i i, I think he had that he had that, but it's not just like the, the love story here is not just his love for his wife that he's lost. It's his right. love for Scotland. Yeah. His love for his people and and his country and not wanting to see that destroyed. And I right. think that I think you see how much he, he how patriotic he really is before um Murren, who I keep going to call Marion because that was her actual real name. They changed it for the film. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh how much he he yeah. loves her and so when she dies that's the catalyst for action but the under under the, the it's not just the love for her it's the love for Scotland and the fact that her death came as a consequence a consequence of them not going to have the Scotland that they love anymore you know that it's yeah. sort of it's there and it's there it's there enough for women to go i want a man that does that but it's not there too much for men to go oh, oh. You know what I
2: mean? <laughs> right exactly
1: <laughs> yeah thanks and we may need subtitles for my sound effects there but
3: <laughs> i have one last point i wanted to bring up is the uh uh gibson's acting you know he wasn't nominated but i i, I wouldn't
0: have argued i i don't remember what the whole category is but uh category is Cage and is leaving Las Vegas, Richard Dreyfuss for uh Mr. Holland's Opus, Anthony. I love Hopkins. that movie. That that's an interesting film. Uh Anthony Hopkins for Nixon, Sean Penn for Dead Man Walking, and Massimo Trossi for Il Postino. Il Postino.
2: Okay.
3: Okay.
0: But you know, when he finds out
3: that it's uh the Bruce that's betrayed him, uh that that's some really Oh, really yeah. strong that's
1: some good pain in the I, eyes there. I love that
0: that reveal hurts him so much he just literally wants to die at that moment yeah you know, yeah he's just like well no point in going on if you're gonna fuck <laughs> me over like i thought you were my friend yeah <laughs> that's so good even though apparently robert the verse is not the one who sold him out
1: uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: He's, I kind of want to watch Braveheart 2 to see what they do about that.
1: <laughs> does <laughs> Angus McFadden play him in? in, in I Robert think the he Root? does.
0: He does. I think he does. He
3: does. That
1: that that's another actor that's incredibly talented and just never in, like yeah. those
0: fucking he's eyes.
1: Sort
0: of, God damn it! His <laughs> <Those laughs> eyes. He is gorgeous oh. in this
1: film. Holy you, oh, shit. sure? Yeah. <laughs> Every day and twice on Sunday, fellas. Like, I, come
2: I'm <laughs> with you. <laughs>
0: I I fought to keep my pants on every time he was on screen (laughs) all right so we'll go ahead and uh, move on here and ask Paul if this movie is in the library it is not I quit the 1995 Library of Congress films are very weird okay I'm ready I'm so ready to talk about this year because, Jesus, fuck. All right. So, our 1995 films that got into the National Film Registry are One Survivor Remembers, a documentary short subject. hmm Scratch and Crow, an animated short sort subject. Eh. Scratch and, and Crow. And Toy Story is the only narrative film to get in for 1995. Wow.
2: Oh, is, yeah, that is that
0: it that's the- it all f- those Oh. so we're gonna play the apollo which apollo 13 isn't in. apollo 13 is not in.
2: good
0: lord which one got in first and what year did it go in it is 1995 so its first year of eligibility is 2005 so
3: yeah rachel we're talking about the i guess the united states library of congress so uh
0: these are the films deemed artistically and culturally relevant and they go into the Library of Congress to be kept forever. forever. Wait, so
1: you're telling me that the film about a Scottish uh, a Scottish conqueror and hero, uh, directed by an Australian, <clears throat> didn't make it into the U.S. Congress? <laughs>
0: that has has not yet made it into the U.S. That's
2: Congress. Not yet made it.
0: <laughs> it was American funded.
1: <laughs> I, I know i'm just teasing <laughs>
3: <laughs> but that is a qualifier the, yeah so but yeah uh i'm gonna guess um once survivor remembers and i'm going 2007
0: okay the uh, toy story 98 uh, <laughs> go
1: on 98 uh 2008 sorry i'm okay. gonna go toy story 2006
0: well no one wins the prizes right, but Rachel, you are the closest. Toy Story mm-hmm. goes in in two thousand and five in its first year of eligibility. Oh okay wow <laughs> so that is that is our national film registry the year I told you these are getting shorter and shorter I, I think there's maybe one or two more years with a decent class, but we're getting into the the reads of yeah, maybe two or three tops for most of these years mm. Ah, just bucks the shit
2: out
0: of me. All right, <laughs> so let's do a quick Razzie roundup here. Uh, Razzie <laughs> roundup. 1995's worst picture was Showgirls. Boo! <laughs> Hold on a second.
1: See that? That's I'm disappointed by that.
3: Hold I, on. Does Paul own
0: Showgirls? Of course he does. Of course I fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't own a? One of Paul Verhoeven's best movies. Of course. Paul, you a
1: fan. You were a Saved by the Bell fan as well, right? I am still a Saved by the Bell fan. (laughs) I watched the new show.
0: (laughs) I've actually Um, never seen Showgirls. I'm more bothered by the other nominees. Well, most of them. So uh, Showgirls beat Congo. It's Pat, which was, (laughs) I think, a pretty good movie. Not not great. Um, I'm afraid to watch that film (laughs) yeah 2020 yeah <laughs> uh Sorry, the Julius scarlet Man. letter and Waterworld. the scarlet letter mm-hmm. is that yeah when we the one we watched in school the... <laughs> yeah the one with demi Moore.
1: yeah yeah where she's got the horrendous british accent
0: yeah mm. well, i don't think yeah. water world should be in there either that movie rules yeah, yeah. 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 uh worst actor goes to paulie shore in jury duty yay he's the worst actor ever <laughs> for <Before> sure <laughs> Uh, worst actress goes to Elizabeth Berkley in Showgirls. There is no god. <laughs> uh, worst supporting goes to Dennis Hopper in Waterworld. That was not. That was ham on top of ham on top of ham. That shit was on purpose and great. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, that was Should for the be. paycheck. Yeah, he was laughing all the way to the bank.
0: <laughs> he was like, "Oh, you want me to just do what I did in Mario Brothers again? Sure, why not?
1: <laughs> I can do that."
0: <laughs> worst supporting actress goes to Madonna. Uh, beating uh for in the four rooms, beating Amy the talking gorilla in Congo. Fuck you, Razzies. (laughs) Four rooms? What? Come on, there. That's just punching bag material. Fuck you, Razzies.
3: Yeah, they 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 do that to Madonna, don't they?
0: Yep. Uh, let's see. Worst screen couple goes to any combination of two people or two body parts in Showgirls. (laughs) I see. This is this is why I hate the Razzies most years. It's just that's not funny. Uh, worst director goes to Paul Verhoeven for Showgirls. Boo. Worst screenplay Showgirls written by Joe Esther, Esther Okay. Worst new star goes to Elizabeth Berkley in Showgirls. New star? She was on she was a bell. new God star.
1: <laughs> she she'd been around for like ten years by that point. Just yeah. get with the program, Razzies.
0: Right. Yeah. Fuck uh, all Worst original song goes to "Walk Into the Wind," also known as love theme from the rape scene the fuck <laughs> showgirls. show oh. oh but the rape oh. scene was the movie oh. I was like, what I no the no 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 no. sorry i forgot to say the name of the movie okay <laughs> doesn't make it better uh worst remake or sequel goes to the scarlet letter okay so just a bad year overall okay yeah so all right time to get into our worsty judgments <laughs> And Rachel, we're going to ask you a couple of questions here. Okay. All right. Our first question is going to be, does this movie deserve Best Picture?
1: For the year that it won? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think if it had been nominated the year before or the year after, there would have been more competition. I don't think there was any competition for this film in the year that it won. Jonathan, you look like that. Not everybody loves it the same way you do, honey. It's okay. Okay. It's a great film. There are other great i think the year before
0: there. this dominated forrest gump
1: oh see but i wouldn't say that forrest gump would have won the year before if i if you know if it was my opinion so there we go there, you,
0: yeah. you, you are in <laughs> uh, good company by the way yeah <laughs> yeah that was yeah. not a very beloved film on this podcast yeah <laughs> all right uh zach yes sir does this movie deserve best picture
3: Okay, well, I've seen four of the five. I wasn't able to watch Il Postino this week, unfortunately. Um, so I'm going to rank the other three that I have seen, starting with Sense and Sensibility, which is a, another nice film. It's been a little while since I've seen it, but it's, it's good. Fine. Um, then Apollo 13, which is awesome. And I'm being impartial because I love Babe, so Babe gets my top of the other nominees. Babe is just great; it's one that I grew up with. And <laughs> see, see your face there, Paul. Uh, you the nom- just you wait, Henry yeah. Just yeah. you wait. <laughs> of the nominees, um, yes, Braveheart definitely deserved. It's there's a good uh, little space in between the others. I think not not a whole lot, but. Braveheart's the best nominee. I think we could probably have snuck in replacing maybe Sense and Sensibility. I can't say anything about Il Postino, but you had Seven and Toy Story and 12 Monkeys, Before Sunrise, Heat, Casino, and Clueless! Well, of course, all, all could have been.
1: Las Vegas.
3: Oh, yes. Absolutely. So, I think we could have beefed up the the category a bit
1: but it could have been a stronger category i agree
3: yeah but i do believe it deserved best picture
0: okay (laughs) jonathan so do you remember how last week i was like this was a year that was basically the beginning of my love for film and kind of a molding year for me yeah this year jesus fucking christ (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm gonna give you a list And not a single one of these movies deserves best picture. Every one of these movies are still one of my favorite movies. Okay. Ace Ventura, when nature call came out in 1995. Oh God, that was 95. Wasn't it? It was, man. They really rushed that film. Yeah. Still one of my favorite movies ever. Fair. It's just, um, the first one came out in 94. Jesus. (laughs) The questioning of my sexuality at the age of eight, when Casper came out, (sighs) Was 1995? Can I keep you, oh, Casper? Can I keep God? You? I'm sorry, oh, Devin Sawa. I still love you, Devin Sawa. watch, Chucky. So <laughs> watch.
2: I need to He's watch. Chucky. Really good on that show. Yeah.
0: Uh, as uh, Zach already said, Clueless came out in 1995. Desperado came out in 1995. That's mm. uh, me questioning oh, my sexuality Sala. right there, <laughs> right? Uh, Friday came out in 1995. Oh, hell yeah. Judge Dredd came out. Jumanji, Mallrats, Rats, Mortal Kombat, Hackers. And, 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 and the motherfucking goofy movie came out in 1995. <laughs> I've never seen that.
1: Was M Records 95 as well? I think it was. Was right? it?
0: Was it? No, it was 19 September 1995. Look, Guar okay. was in that movie, and that's all that matters. <laughs> So with that said a,
2: oof, hot. Yeah.
0: So with that said, of course this movie deserves best picture. I've seen two of the other best picture winners. I can't remember what they were. I, I of all the tabs I have on my screen, that was the one Babe, that I
3: had lost. Apollo 13,
0: Sense and Sensibility. Okay. Apollo 13 is a perfect film. Yeah, Babe is. is a perfect film. Yeah, is. Braveheart is still the best of every one of them. The closest one of those is Babe, I think, because I, 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 it's a wholesome fucking movie. It is the whole It is basically the paragon of wholesome. It is if you want to know, like it, it goes, "Jesus, Babe." <laughs> <laughs> like both of these are without anything wrong with them whatsoever. So yeah. with that said, though, Braveheart, still a better movie. Still best picture. Paul? Zach, I was rolling my eyes because I'm going to sound like I'm copying you word for word.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to be like, why is he putting Babe over Apollo 13?
0: No, Babe rules. (laughs) Like, literally everything. I didn't see El Postito because I I had a copy of it that didn't have subtitles. and. I don't know Italian. All the Italian I know I learned on The Sopranos. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Kabagoo! Or I learned from uh, Jared Leto in House of Gucci. It's a me! (laughs) Jared Leto! So Sense and Sensibility is my number three there. Apollo 13 is my number two. And I think Apollo 13 is incredible and everybody knows how much i love space and space things so uh to put put babe over space movie is kind of a big thing for me uh because babe everybody's like fawning over paddington these days i'm like go back and watch babe babe rules yeah and then watch babe pig in the city because that film's bug nuts fucking wild
1: (laughs) (laughs) i i'm 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 just like absolutely baffled that I've got three fellas that love Babe so much.
0: Look, look, Babe, Babe is amazing, and it puts such a puts such a skip in my heart. I I cannot love that movie anymore. I watched I have watched it at least twice since uh, we went into quarantine uh, because it's great. It's a great film and they took it off of whichever streaming service it used to be on and I couldn't watch it this week but I've watched it in the last year so <laughs> I, uh, and I tried to watch it tonight with my children <laughs> um, I
1: haven't I haven't seen it for so long. I oh, seen you it should, so long I don't think a week has gone by
0: in my life since babe has come out that I haven't said that'll do pig
1: right <laughs> <"That'll> do. <laughs> and it, then I I had the soundtrack to that as well. Like, yeah,
2: <laughs> it was
1: big on film soundtracks. <laughs> it was just a lot of Babe talking with music in the background, really. But <laughs> fair. And
0: the yeah. soundtrack, and then the I sequel like comes out. It. Sequel comes out. and George Miller's like, you know what was missing from Babe? Cocaine. Um, <laughs> it rules. Um, so, so those are those are my rankings there. That being said. No, I don't think Braveheart should have won Best Picture. Ooh. I think it goes in at my number three. I would have given Babe Best Picture over it. I would have given Babe Best Picture over Apollo 13, which I would have also given Best Picture. I you can You can keep flipping me off. This isn't a thing against you, Jonathan. I just don't think the movie's as good as Best Picture. It's one of those films where, look, I have said Star Wars. Look at all my Star Wars oh, stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't deserve best picture over Annie Hall. <laughs> like, this is this is nothing to do with that. I just don't, I don't think it was, it would have been in my top 10 that year. If you would have asked me back in like 97, probably when I saw this film, 96, whenever I saw this film, I might've said it was my favorite film in 95. But again, I, I think he cribs so much and I think he, does a really good job with this film, but 12 monkeys is probably my second or third favorite film in 95 sevens in my top 10 stories. Definitely in my top 10. I was trying to find, I had a, I had a picture book somewhere around my desk. That's gone missing because I rearranged some things recently. And uh, I was trying to find the picture of me, at Six Flags in 1995 in my Batman Forever t-shirt standing in front of the Batmobile, because that's that's where I was in 1995. Batman Forever was my favorite film that year. Probably not my favorite film from that year now, but in 1995 it it was. Uh,
1: I think it's good to hear that it's not your favorite film now. <laughs>
0: I, he, he'll defend it. <laughs> I will defend it to the death. I'm well, honestly, honestly surprised now and then didn't get any nomination. I am also. I, look, surprised.
1: I, I really love that. I, I look back at '95, and I don't know whether it was because I was sort of at that age where you start to go to the cinema without your family, and mm-hmm. you know, you go with your friends and stuff. So many of my favorite films, so many of the films that I remember from adolescence and growing up, are from '95, and there are absolutely films that that fall into the category of favorite, and and films that fall into the category of best.
0: I mean, right? There, me. There's movies in '95 that, as a kid, I wouldn't have appreciated. That I like uh, things to do in Denver when you're dead. Came out. Oh yeah, that's a great. That film. movie's amazing. <laughs> what a what a good uh, yeah. what a good Pulp Fiction clone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I don't think anybody's mentioned Casino yet. Casino rules.
1: Yeah. But I we'll think be- Zach said that he thought Casino should have been one of the nominees. Okay. Yeah.
0: Probably should have been. But
1: I I agree. I agree. I think I, you know it, some great performances in Casino as well. And I mean, like, let's be honest, Scorsese is just
3: yeah. We're going to yeah, talk about that one tomorrow on our Scorsese yeah.
0: episode. So Re- reason we have a whole second show dedicated to, to him.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, um, I really like this film. And I think this film deserves the some of the recognition it got, uh, of, especially a lot of the below-the-line stuff it got. It's, its cinematography is captivating. Its music is pretty good <laughs> until the last 20 minutes. Um, it's it's a it, it it is a great film i just don't think it's best picture great okay but i don't i am not mad it's in the category like if if you're like these are the five films nominated for best picture i'd be like okay yeah that's probably like my 15
1: that that's how i felt about apollo 13 i think apollo 13 was really deserving to be in the category but i think if apollo 13 had won my answer would have probably been no as, that's, you know, that's fair.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I th- I think we we see this glimpse of the genius of Ron Howard starting. Yeah, I think yeah. it developed over time, and I think that you know I think it's a great film.
0: Yeah, he's played in a couple of really interesting sandboxes up to this point. I think this is where he yeah. kind of grows up. Yeah, because yeah, I, mean,
1: I agree. I agree. I also think that because Tom Hanks was so involved in it, there was not a chance that it was going to win. Um, I think the. The Academy had given him his dues. He, yeah. the Academy had been saturated in Tom Hanks for two years. It's great. We'll give you, right. you know, we'll give you a little bit of acknowledgement, but you're not getting best picture.
2: Right. Like right.
1: <laughs> it's not happening, you know. Um
0: poor Brian Grazer and his stick up here. I hair. love
1: Brian Grazer.
0: <laughs> All right. So Rachel, we got a second question here for you. Is this the worst best picture?
1: No no not by a long shot so what is
0: the worst best picture for you
1: oh gosh that's that's such a difficult question I think that there are some really great films that I didn't necessarily think deserve best picture and I think the most one of the most controversial ones is one that you guys will cover in a couple of weeks which is uh, Shakespeare in Love right
3: teaser teaser
1: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm yeah I'm not sure. I I sort of went back and tried to have a look. Um, So just a a side note, uh, uh, 16-year-old Rachel could name every uh, Academy Award-winning best pitcher from 1928 until 1998 when I was 16. I could name them all. Uh, It's been a lifelong goal to watch them all. It was actually on my list of things to do before I was 30. Never gotten a copy of Wings, by the way.
2: Oh, so, hooray bubbles.
0: <laughs> <Hit>, uh, <laughs> wink, wink. Nod, nod. Hit, hit me up af- after we're done recording, guy. Uh, Beautiful. Can get it to you in a very, <laughs> very legal way.
1: Oh, oh yes, I'm, I'm absolutely certain about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, look, I think that there's been some surprises over the years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but then I actually, I tend to get more fired up about the um, best actor category. Tends to sort of get me a bit fired up a bit more than the Best Picture category.
3: Totally understandable.
0: (laughs) All right. So, Zach, is this the worst Best Picture?
2: Mm,
0: No, it's not.
3: Uh, Let me look at my rankings here. Mm. So, this is number 68.
2: Is that correct?
3: Yes. Yes. Yes, that would be correct. Number 68... I am going to put this at number 22. And that sounds, that might sound low, but anything above 20 is four and a half star for me. Uh, so it'll be right in between My Fair Lady and All About Eve, right right behind Platoon also. Number 22 out of 68 for me.
0: To each their own. <laughs> it's still a four and a half star movie. <laughs> sure. Um, no, this is not the worst best picture. Yes, this is my new number one. We saw this coming. (laughs) Um, What? How could we? So here's where it's going to start pissing people off. Yes, I do love this movie more than Amadeus. And by putting that in my top 10, that knocked Casablanca out to my number 11.
2: Yeah.
0: so. Sorry. (laughs) Not sorry. Paul? Is this the worst best picture? No, this isn't the worst picture. best picture. How could it be? That's that's a silly statement. Uh, Zach, I have mine a tad bit lower than yours, though. What was yours? Twenty two. Twenty two. Mine's at thirty seven. Thirty seven. Oh, that's dangerously close to your forty when things get bad, or at uh, least no. not as good, isn't it? 40? I was going to say that's that's shifted down to fifty now. Okay. Because driving Miss Daisy is my when things start slipping. Okay. So, okay. So it's still it's still a good thirteen. That's above understandable. That. Uh, I think this is a four star film. I have it right below Wings. Oh, so Hooray funny. Bubbles! Hooray Bubbles! Uh, and right above The Last Emperor. Okay. Okay. So uh, I, I think this again I think this is a very good film and this is a lovely time and it's very watchable for a three hour film. Indeed. It is it is very watchable. For three and for a three hour movie, like I've like you know me, you know how I feel about three hour movies. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this movie, like I said, between 25 to 30 times. So, right. so is, yeah, I yeah. I think this is still firmly in the very good category. Excellent. Uh all right. but yeah, I got I got Rocky over it, I got Rebecca, I got the film that we all agreed on, Tom Jones, uh <laughs> over this film. So, you know, you'll just, <laughs> I'm the only one who likes Tom
3: Jones. Have you seen Tom Jones, Rachel? No, no.
1: I'm, I'm, well, you know what, Paul, uh, I'm going to give it a no, shot. No, we'll discuss. Be, sh-
3: Indeed I, we will. Not, Hit me up, not I'll to, be, it to you in a very legal way. <laughs> beautiful. beautiful. Not, not to make it. any kind of, uh, <laughs> this is a almost prejudiced statement, but I have a feeling perhaps being Australian, you'll enjoy more, some of the humor or something more than Jonathan and I did. There's a lot of, uh,
0: that's xenophobic. Yeah, we like our American humor.
2: Oh, <laughs>
3: no, I mean, there's a lot of... There's so a lot I of... Uh, what's the word? Uh, red crumbs of Monty Python-style humor. In
2: oh, it. okay.
1: So, yeah, you're, you're tongue-in-cheek kind of comedy. No. <laughs> Did you... D- please tell me that you just uh, put two coconuts together. Oh. I, yeah. I found them in mercy. We're meant to be friends. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yep. Movies bring people together. Hilariously, <laughs>
0: hilariously, I knocked them off of my shelf back here while I was grabbing
1: Tom Jones. So basically, you, you knocked over your horse then.
0: Yep. Yep. Poor Patsy, <laughs> Tara Gilliam just lying on the floor. All right. Well, we are going to go ahead and call that here. Rachel, thank you very much for being here, especially for with my favorite movie of all time. We appreciate yes. you.
1: Uh, Is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, Yeah, if people want to... I just forgot what my TikTok name is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on TikTok. (laughs) Um,
3: Hopeful Ray of Sun or something? Is it Hopeful Ray of
1: Sun on TikTok? yes it is there is a yeah but so basically basically um i'm on tiktok and i'm on instagram uh the tiktok is all film related pretty much uh, i did discover recently that if i post a thirst trap it increases the amount of people that follow me uh, that that occurred accidentally <laughs> but it seems to be a marketing strategy
0: <laughs> Any anytime i, I gotta a- remember to do that then
1: yeah I, yeah, I just but I just have
0: TikToks you, of me and my baby. That's it. Yeah. Oh, oh I, Maybe I just got to show would cleavage. me
1: too. I'll have to. I have to.
0: Anytime uh, I post a thirst trap, I'm just always told, "Thank you. It's raining here." <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I used I used to say that my uh, my milkshakes brought all the boys to the yard, but they were all lactose intolerant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I, di- I didn't do it intentionally. I posted something that I thought was quirky and fun, and it was just like I, I went to sleep and I woke up and I was like, wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I did an
3: experiment one time because, I mean, most of mine, a lot of it is my kids doing stuff for me uh, talking about the podcast. But one time, I just did like a slideshow of, of PG-13 pictures of my wife's butt and... And I course- saw
1: that. <laughs> I, I feel like I liked that for you. I remember probably, you thinking probably this did. is really unusual content for him, but okay. I th- <laughs> Why not? If I, you know French him, now. it is okay. not <laughs>
3: unusual at all. for my For my <laughs> much like Tom Jones, it was. It's Your not
1: TikTok unusual. it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it
3: was. Um, it was an experiment. I took it down like after three days, but yeah, that was the, my first one to get over a thousand. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> okay, TikTok.
1: But. I I I remember was so when I when I first got on TikTok, I, I started off doing reviewing Christmas movies because it was December. And I just must have hit the algorithm right for Christmas. And I was sort of like on a daily basis getting two or three thousand views. And I thought, this is great. Like, why is everyone saying this is so difficult? And then I hit mid-January slump and I went down to like a hundred views a day. And I was like,
2: this Dude. sucks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and,
1: and so even even now, like, you know, I, I unintentional thirst trap and I get two and a half thousand views. Meanwhile, I did a freaking amazing review the day before. <laughs> I don't remember what I reviewed now, but it was great. <laughs>
0: Clearly, <laughs> memorable.
1: Yeah. So,
3: yeah the yeah. La La Land one?
1: <laughs> oh, it might have been the La La Land one. Or it might have been, I actually reviewed Shakespeare in Love. too. <laughs> Oh, yeah. i'm fi- i'm finding Barodipity. the month of love very difficult because my favorite love story i reviewed last year and now everything else just sort of comes second
0: you should cover my favorite romantic comedy what is it fight club
1: oh i do so i reviewed fight club last year it was the shortest oh. review i've ever done because uh the first rule of fight club is you don't talk about fight clubs so there you know, go <laughs> thanks and
0: you yep. have you done yeah. down with love
1: i did i did down with love last year
0: oh i love peyton reed so much <laughs> directed every episode of the weird Al show I'm a fan so of Peyton Reed. all of his movies <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah um, uh, so TikTok is hopeful ray of sun if you're into body positivity stuff uh, then on Instagram is hopeful ray of sunshine uh, you can understand why I wasn't sure which one was which <laughs> <laughs> quite simple quite quite similar all right okay. mm-hmm.
0: well thank you very much again for being here with us yeah. thank you so much
1: thanks for hanging out with me guys yeah I hope you right.
3: come back sometime. We'll chat about that afterwards.
1: Um, yeah, I love that.
2: Yeah.
0: Excellent. All right, guys. Well, my name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitters, the TikToks, and the Twitch at AllTorn underscore Occam. Zach, where can we find you?
3: you find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok at House Havoc or Letterboxd by searching my name and Mr. Workman.
0: You can follow me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, where I keep a running tally of all the films that I watch. And this week, I went and saw Uncharted, (laughs) which is the worst Papa John's commercial I've seen since The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh, I sort of like that movie. Something I forgot (laughs) to mention. (laughs) And the only reason I brought it up is just because you brought up just blatant uh, marketing like that. Uh, Right. You know what else came out in 1995? What Power Rangers movie came out in 1985. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, it's morphin' Time. I needed it to be said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't see Uncharted. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tell should have gone Nathan Fillion? I don't understand. <sighs> I think they should have probably just not made this movie. Or that, if Nathan probably. Fillion was in it, I don't think it would be good. <laughs> Fair I enough. mean, I mean, he managed to save that uh, that terrible Joss Whedon movie. <laughs> Another finger from Jonathan. Man, I'm just getting all the fingers tonight. guess I'm heading to Iowa, baby. <laughs> I've
1: been to Iowa. Sorry. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> just, it's a really random thing for someone from Sydney to say, but I've been to Iowa.
0: <laughs> all the states in this fucking country. I've Where been, in I've, Iowa? <laughs> uh
1: Cedar Rapids.
0: Okay. And, okay.
1: Uh and Des Moines.
0: Okay. I live 20 minutes north of Des Moines.
1: Okay. Nice. I um, I used to podcast with a guy that was based in Kentucky. He was running a marathon, awesome human being with cerebral palsy. And so mm-hmm. I was going to Kentucky to watch him do this marathon and met up with a friend in Iowa and road tripped from Iowa to Kentucky. So
0: nice. that sounds like the world's most boring drive ever. The
3: Midwest tour.
1: It was um
0: very
3: flat.
1: Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I don't rate it as I would Australian road trips. It's okay, guys. You know, come over one time, we'll we'll work it out.
2: Fair enough. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me let me ask Zach, what are we watching next
3: week? Next week, we are watching The English Patient, which you can stream. Well, you can rent on Amazon, Google, Vudu, YouTube, or if you have premium subscriptions to Hulu. Sling TV, FUBO TV, or Trav's favorite, Cinemax. <laughs> Showtime. That's, a, that's still it's, a thing. It's still a thing.
0: I, I thought that's what HBO Max was. It was HBO and Cinemax.
3: Oh, well, it says Max Go or something. Was that that was that was absorbed by HBO? Who knows? Maybe Google's uh, telling me it's on Cinemax. If so Cinemax well,
0: is still a separate channel, then you could probably get it like on demand through like Cinemax. I English patient must
3: have more nudity than I knew about. Mm, Skinny man, skinny man.
0: Oh, and next week, speaking of the canceled Olympics, we get to probably talk a whole lot about everybody's favorite executive producer. Oh, no. Because next year is just him dominating. The next you know, that was a really poor choice of words and i apologize to everybody that <laughs> just listened to me say that so we would like to thank trav from our sister podcast leveling up a benjamin banks for producing our show we would like to thank chad ramsey for our most excellent theme song we would like to thank megan and jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork you can follow the show on twitter and instagram at Oscar pod and on facebook at the oscars podcast and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and. Uh, leave us a nice five star review on Apple Podcast Stitcher or Spotify it really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm The
1: rhythm of Al Gore
0: and freedom freedom out. <laughs> 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 so for Rachel Hope Zach Jonathan and Mike God who says he can get me out of this as for you you're forked
2: <laughs>
0: I would like for you all to have a damn fine
2: day